people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. Craig, how are you doing this week? Not too bad, Lou. How about you? I can't complain. You know, same old stuff. So I thought maybe you'd have something exciting going on in your life that you would want to share with us. I am taping Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. What could be more <laughs> exciting, Lou? Wonderful, wonderful. We're This is episode 83 for us. I know. I mean, we're coming close to to our hundredth episode. Uh, we we need to have a need to have a big party. So, if everyone anyone's in Indianapolis, Craig and I are going to be having a party at his house. Big Zoom party, <laughs> a Zoom party. So, anyway, uh, today what we're going to talk about, Craig, you and I have over the last year, we've talked about so many different types of leadership. We've talked about servant leadership, empathy leadership, authoritarianism. And I uncovered and came across another type of leadership that I thought might be a good thing for you and I to talk about. And it's called inclusive leadership. And the primary area that inclusive leadership comes into play is when you are hiring somebody and bringing them on board, that you want your leadership to be inclusive so that they feel like they're part of the team, part of the organization right off of the bat. And considering uh, one of the, what was it, the, the last episode that we did or two episodes prior where we talked about that Microsoft survey, where yeah. Microsoft did that survey and said that 43% of today's current employees say right. that they are looking for a new job. Yeah. And if that's the case, then that means that there's going to be a lot of leaders that are going to deal, be dealing with new people coming in. And so perhaps inclusive leadership is something we might want to give people a glimpse at and talk a little bit about how, when someone comes on board, do you welcome them and bring them into the fold immediately with your leadership style that we're calling inclusive leadership? And uh, you, normally what we do is we cover three areas, but uh, Craig, let's, let's just take this uh, and, and you and I just free flow this one and talk about somebody coming in to a new position and think about something, uh, I mean, you headed up an organization, when an individual came into your organization, they were brand new, what were some of the things that you did as a leader that perhaps helped them feel immediately that they were included in the organization? Well, first, we let them know that we practiced authoritarian leadership stuff. We got that out of the way right out of the gate. Yeah, the heck with that. about ego management. Yeah, the heck with that empathy. The heck with that empathy. <laughs> you know, we we always tried to bring people in, especially leaders, where they had to meet with a lot of the people on the team. So they spent the first few days sitting with the other leaders on the leadership team, sitting with the team, the team members that they were now taking on. So we really wanted to make sure that they were getting a good understanding of the whole business, the personalities in the business. And, you know, part of that was, was those one-to-one -one meetings. Part of that was attending the team meetings. And really, for me, having conversations about this is the vision for the company. This is the culture of the company. This is what we're trying to achieve and how right. we want to do things. I mean, some of that we covered in the interview as well. Yeah. Which is typical onboard, a typical onboarding type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they but when they got into the job, what did you do 
to make them feel included in the organization. What did I do to make them feel included in the organization? That's I, that's what I just asked you. I know I'm buying time for my answer by repeating <laughs> the question. Luke. That's a technique that we use. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. While we're thinking of the answer. No, it's <laughs> we, you know, I think what we did is we made sure that when we were having leadership team meetings, because a lot of times when you're new on the team, although I can remember some very notable exceptions when people did, they just like weighed in hard from day one, right. but really making sure that you're giving the opportunity, one, to kind of explain the background on something. Right. They didn't understand, you know, so they had some of that background information, making sure that they had an opportunity to participate or try, you know, if they were withdrawn about it, try and get them pulled into the conversations early on. You know, a lot of the businesses that I was in were pretty technocratic with lots of, lots of, you know, shorthand for different things. So we'd always have to explain what some of those things were to help people kind of get on board with it especially if you bring someone in who's from outside your industry, sure, like sure. you bring out in project management or something like that or marketing. So it was really making sure that you didn't just continue with the usual pat, you know, pattern that you have in staff meetings. You just took the time to say, all right, that's what this is. So a lot of it was kind of including them and pulling them in from that perspective. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and and during those meetings, in order to be a inclusive leader, obviously you're bringing in someone from the outside. You hired them probably because they had some experiences or some outside perspective that maybe you believed would have been beneficial to the group. Uh, one of the things that I, I truly believe is part of inclusive leadership is to listen to ideas and get right from day one show them that you are open to their ideas, even though they may not have the history of the group and feel like, well, I'm the outsider just coming in. A lot of times somebody hearing about a perspective or a situation may have some ideas that the rest of the group didn't think about because they've had that narrow focus of they've been with the organization for a long time. So in part of being an inclusive leader, I truly believe is to get into the habit uh, with new employees to get them to feel that their ideas are accepted Uh, because we've all been in situations, even when we're not a new employee, but we've been around for a while and we come up with, Oh, I've got an idea. And everybody goes, okay, does anyone else have any other ideas? And, you know, the polite way of nixing that idea, like, I can't believe you just said that. That is the dumbest idea I've ever heard. And so there, there, there are those times that, that we do do that. But in, in that inclusive leadership, and again, going back to the, uh, as I framed it up, you've got new people that are coming on. You want them to feel included very quickly. And one of the best ways to do that, in my opinion, is when they're in that group group setting and it comes time for brainstorming or soliciting new solutions to problems that the organization may be having is as the leader, listen and be open to those ideas. That, yeah. that, that would be, I would say, one of the components of being an inclusive leader. And then the other component of, a, of an inclusive leader, and, and I'll let you expand on this, and, and it's going back to something we've talked about a lot over the last 14 months is being more transparent in your communication. Now, we've talked about that, Craig, but when we talk about communication transparency, boil that down and you know, as, unpack it for everybody. What do we mean by transparent communication? Well, for me, and the way I viewed it in the business that I ran, transparent communication was really putting it all out there. You know, there are certain things that maybe it's not great to put out there, but Air on the side of communication. You know, as I used to say, 
you know, some people would say, well, you know, business is slowing down. I don't, in the town hall, don't mention that because we, we don't want people to panic. And I said, well, you know, if you're out on the call center floor and you're not as busy as you were two months ago, you already know something's up. So right. when people don't have the information, when you're not transparent and you're not sharing what's going on, what happens is information gets created in a vacuum. And right. so they start spinning up their own stories about what's going on. And they're almost always far worse than what the reality is. Right. So I think it's important that you create a set of set of data points and information that you share on a regular basis. And then as things come up, you know, you've got to make those decisions. Obviously, you're not going to talk with transparency about individual personnel issues, right? things like that. But all the aspects of the business, it makes the most sense to share those with the entire team, because that way, everybody's on the same page. You reduce the amount of time that's just lost with all that churn that happens when you're not sharing information. So here's, yes, our numbers are down. Here's what we're doing to do it. Here's how you can help. That's a much better way of being transparent about what's going on in the organization, as opposed to trying to hold everything really tight and close to the face. Yeah. And again, going back to the framing up of, you know, inclusive leadership, when someone new is coming on board, you want to make sure that they understand what is going on and don't give them the immediate impression that there are closed doors that they aren't supposed to open. Yeah. And because if, if that's the case, it, it, think about when you get together with a, a new group of friends and there's that inside joke that everybody knows except you. Well, then you're not feeling included right away if there's that inside joke. And communication, I, I, I would use that as an analogy to also for communications on what's going on with the business, it, where if you're only sharing it with a certain level of people in the organization and it's not being shared with everybody, as you said, there may be obvious signs that things are going on or things are going wrong or things are slowing down. And if you don't bring those to the forefront, it's not including those people as a leader like you need to. You need to include them with that. Yeah, it goes back to, you know, what we've talked about. And I hate to use that term when we talked about it. it sounds like we've been, you know, doing this podcast for decades now. We've been going on a while. Yeah, it's been going on for a while. But when you when you've got a situation and you've got individuals that are coming on that that you want to feel inclusive, you've got to make sure that all of that communication is consistent and you are not looking the other way even though they're in the trenches they know what's going on and if you don't acknowledge it that's not giving them a good perception of the organization and they're not going to feel included so from that leadership perspective of inclusivity is being transparent with all communications particularly with those new people coming on board because you don't want them to get the idea that they joined an organization that there were a lot of locked doors that they can't open and they can't look into. And so I would say that transparent communication for those new employees needs to probably be even stronger so that you don't have a lot of those quote unquote inside jokes that only the people who have been there know, because that creates exclusion right away. And then the, the last area, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Tell them the inside jokes. Tell them why you're <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bob. 
Yeah, that takes time, though. We don't have time for that. <laughs> we have time to share everything, but not the inside yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. And then usually with most inside jokes, when you get done telling them why it's an inside joke, they look at you with that straight face and you usually go, well, you had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, and then the, the last area I think is important for us to include in this uh, leadership inclusivity uh, is uh, feedback, regular feedback. Uh, when you become a member of an organization, uh, you're a new member of an organization. Obviously, one of the things that you want to know right away is how am I doing? As opposed to if I get hired in February, I got to wait till the end of December to get my annual review. Uh, that inclusive leader is giving good feedback for that new person coming in. They may be very skilled. They may be very experienced. They may have great education. But when it comes to the organization and the knowledge that they have about the organization and how they are doing, how they're progressing, how they're meeting the goals, how they're upholding the vision and the values and the mission of the organization, that feedback needs to be consistent from day one. And we've talk lots of times about coaching in the moment and things like that. But that inclusive leader, particularly for those new employees, has to constantly be giving that feedback right away. Yeah, absolutely. It's We've talked about this a lot, right? The importance of feedback in real time to catch people doing things right, to catch people th doing things wrong, get in front of them, give them the feedback right when it comes right, you know, as soon as possible to the actual event, right? right. That helps build that transparency. It helps people feel, feel included. It doesn't get that sense that, you know, you're getting hit from somewhere out of the left field by something that happened eight months ago. I mean, I can remember with incredible clarity when a boss did that to me, just randomly walking from one building to another, just rolls out something that happened six months ago. And I was like, you've been thinking that about me for six months and I didn't even know? What's up with that, right? And so- that's, you know, the negative stuff is really powerful when you delay it from, from a downside to that employee wanting to work for you. You know, on the other side, giving that immediate feedback, especially for new employees who are learning things for the first time, right? If you're coming into that business, they may not know all the ways, the most efficient ways to do things. So find those opportunities to share with them how they can improve and make sure you let them know. Build that kind of relationship where there's that openness and that feedback loop right out of the gate so they know and they can trust that they'll know how they're going on the direction so they don't have to make some huge course correction down the road and maybe even get way down the road on a project and then find out well that's not how i wanted you to do it in the first place right or, so, or that's that's not the way we do things around here <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and yeah and there's whole layers behind this too of stuff we've talked about but i think it's really important to have that feedback loop built in across the business as soon as possible. And it's so funny, you know, I had one business said, you know, I want to get away from these annual reviews. We'll do quarterly reviews, but it's obviously a lot, you know, it's a different bar. We just want to sit down. what did you accomplish last quarter? what did you do next quarter? And I had, and this was my bad on the leadership side is I had people just, they basically every quarter turned it into an annual review process. <laughs> so like everything ground to a halt for two days, once a quarter. And I was like, okay, clearly I was not very clear on my expectation right. here. I've yeah. got to reset. Yeah. But it is, it's that intention to try and get it moving more quickly and more regularly. Yeah. And then unfortunately, if they actually conduct it and those quarterly reviews like annual reviews, most people came out of those meetings not feeling good about themselves and the yeah. work that they were doing. It wasn't that. It wasn't really the downside of that. It was 
the intense amount of effort everyone was putting into writing everything up before they sat down to have the meeting. In my head, it was like, just sit down, you have a chat. Hey, let's, you know, last time we talked here, your three goals for the quarter. How'd you do? Great. What are you working on next quarter? What are your goals for there? Great. Let's just write those down. So we have them in a quarter. That was all it was supposed to be. And it turned into this. Oh my gosh. It was quite a thing. That was my bad. I will own that. That was my bad. Sorry, guys. How, long, how long did that last? <laughs> it was one quarter to catch it and probably another two quarters to really get it back to where it was supposed to be. It was, but you know, people are just used to, well, a review is this thing, right? Right. Anyway, yeah. off-topic yeah. conversation. Off-topic, But the importance of giving that regular feedback, so nothing is a surprise, right? right. If, you're, if you're not performing, you need to know you're not performing soon. And if you are performing well, you need to know that too. And that's how you start building that inclusivity. You start building that relationship that you want to have with your team. Right. And the, the one last area that, that I'll cover here when it comes to being an inclusive leader, and I don't know if it's really maybe a competency, maybe it's on the border of a competency or more of a technique, but taking that new employee to make them feel that they're included from day one and to offer them opportunities to shadow some people that are maybe doing things in the area that they depend on or will depend on so that they have an understanding of how the person who's doing the job that's handing off product to them, what they're doing, what they're going through, the time it takes so that there can be more sympathy in that. And the other thing too is obviously, is, is again, not necessarily a competency, but more of a technique is to take that new employee and give them some authority or some opportunities to really take charge of some situations very early on so that they don't feel in their initial time with the organization that they're in the passenger seat the entire time. Give them a chance to, you know, sit behind the wheel of the car, you know, to to take it for a mile or two up the street to see exactly how it's going and get to know people a little bit better from that particular situation than I'm just, you know, my first six months, I'm just going to be a passenger in the seat. No, give them the wheel of the car. Let them take the, you know, the car on a little bit of the journey. I mean, have you ever had that opportunity to do something like that to make feel someone from the very beginning that they're inclusive? Wow, that's a pretty strong analogy you've got there kind of driving the bus. But I think for the most part- I didn't I, say I, bus, I said car. Oh, so no. <laughs> didn't give him a big vehicle right off the bat. Give him a little vehicle. <laughs> it was a Prius. <laughs> a Prius, perfect. So you don't trust him that much. Anyway, I, I think the important part or what I would try to do is give them the, the vision of what we're trying to do, how we like to do things, and then let them kind of go and build those periodic check-ins so that you can come back and reset more quickly if they kind of get off course or if they're just going down a road you've already been down or whatever it may be. You know, really give them the bandwidth, give them the authority to start moving it forward, but check in regularly so you can say, okay, yeah, this is where we are. So I think to an extent we did a lot of that, but it's always trying to check in and make sure, you know, that the car didn't veer over into the other lane. Yeah. Well, and again, the reason why I brought this topic up is one, I thought it was an interesting uh, concept, inclusive leadership, uh, but particularly because of new employees, because I know I've been on site a lot of times and asked people about, you know, 
The, how do you make sure that the employee that you're hiring feels that they, they're going to be successful, that they're part of the organization from day one? And a lot of times, I mean, you started off talking about onboarding, but I know in many instances, I ask, what are some of the issues that come up? And they go, oh, well, they didn't have their security tags or they didn't have the equipment wasn't ordered for them. And so from day one, they don't even have the tools to feel yeah. included in the organization. So I think as being that inclusive leader, these are some things that you need to look at that are over and above the onboarding, but not discounting the onboarding because that truly does set an example and creates an image that you're organized, you know what you're doing, you were prepared for them, you're welcoming. And that, in my opinion, when I was reading about the inclusive leader, that was the the, the basis that, that I came up with. So- what key takeaway do you have from this topic on inclusive leadership, Mr. Anderson? Well, I think, you know, I will say my takeaway from this is the inclusive leadership falls in line with a lot of things that we've talked about, which is, you know, be intentional about what you're doing when you're bringing people on board. Get the team to focus on the importance of the team. Stay away from such a big focus on individuals. Make everybody feel like they belong because that's when you're going to get your maximum best effort out of people is when they feel like they're part of a tribe or part of a team that is moving together to advance the ball forward. And the more you practice that leadership style, the faster you get away from all the stovepipe type organizations that I see so often. And that's just not how you're gonna move your organization forward in these days where we're very much about inclusivity and having everything you know wide open. That's where we are. Yeah, yeah. My key takeaway, it boils down to, it, 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 I think it's important in every organization, but from day one, you are giving new employees the opportunity to have an ownership and a stake in the organization from an emotional standpoint. So that when they leave after the first day, the first week, they think to themselves, this, I am so happy I made this decision because this is an organization that I want to work for. And I truly believe that many leaders miss the boat with a new employee uh, by not being there perhaps when they, uh, on their first day, because they're on the road, they're on vacation, whatever it may be, but to give that person and get them to understand that you have an ownership in this organization from day one. That's my key takeaway. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us for this episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership, where we talked about the inclusive leadership style and how that's important for so many companies and so many leaders going forward. As always, if you would enjoy our content, please like, share, subscribe. Share it with a friend who doesn't have an inclusive leadership style so they can get their act together. That's why we're here. And if you don't have time to watch videos, please check us out on our podcast form. Everybody's starting to go back to work. So here's your opportunity to find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. You can listen to us on your way to work. So until next time, I'm Craig Anderson. And I don't know how much longer I can say this, Craig, but keep your hands washed. Keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto.